On In Radio, Omni Studio, and wherever you listen, I'm James Cridland, the Radio Futurologist. This week, is it time for radio to tune out of TuneIn? If a website story on music business worldwide is to be believed, Sony and Warners have taken TuneIn to court in the UK. They allege, the story says, that TuneIn has breached copyright law. The story claims that a legal document seen by one MBW source suggests that the majors have submitted evidence which they claim shows a sample of 800 unlicensed TuneIn music streams in the UK. Now, I'll have to take this website's word for it, since the details aren't publicly available. But one correspondent dropped me a line to ask, Really? So every single radio directory website, app or radio device is illegal or under threat of a lawsuit? And as far as I can see, well, yeah, some of them might be. Because on the face of it, radio directories aren't doing anything wrong. They aren't hosting any content themselves, and they just point to content hosted by other people unchecked. And you can argue that Google or Twitter does this too. In the physical world, the post office doesn't check the contents of every USB key sent through the mail. Yet there are a few difficulties here. Um, A radio directory is a set of editorial decisions on what to publish. I should know, I've run one for over 20 years. It's called media.info, it's very good. Now, whenever you add an editorial decision, you add liability to what you're doing. And if you don't accept every single radio station for a listing, then you've demonstrated that you do have some editorial control over the listings and you should be checking music licenses. But what does unlicensed mean anyway? In the case of a radio directory, it's not quite as clear-cut as it might initially appear. A bedroom-run radio station might not have any music licences at all, but music licences aren't normally available internationally either. So in many cases, if a sizable proportion of your listeners are in a different country, you need to get a music licence for that particular country as well, and you need to report separately. So many stations geo-block their output as a result, since it's hard to organise all of this properly without direct agreements with record companies. In fact, the only international music station I'm aware of is Apple's Beats One, which, being charitable, probably has more direct agreements with record companies than it does listeners. So might the record companies be complaining about bedroom-run radio stations, or is their concern streams from broadcasters in other countries who aren't paying their way in the UK? Finally, many radio directories pay for themselves by putting advertising in front of the streams, and this adds another complication, since directories are now being seen as profiting from those streams. It can also sound a bit odd, wholly inappropriate, and in some cases, like advertising in front of children's radio stations in parts of Europe, entirely illegal. But whatever the specifics of TuneIn are, and given that they're not public yet, we don't know, my advice, should you want it, would be to lessen any reliance on TuneIn or similar services. That means firstly, not linking to a third-party radio service from your own radio station website or mentioning them as a method to listen. I am constantly perplexed by the amount of free publicity that the radio industry gives these guys. Secondly, as their importance grows, we need to check how listeners using Google Home or Amazon Alexa can find you through an official source, rather than having to rely on a third-party company. If Amazon or Google default to a third-party aggregator, we might want to gently suggest that they should stop. And thirdly, and most importantly, work together with your peers to be part of your territory's official app. That's Radio Player or Australia's Radio App 
or by default, the US's iHeartRadio. That fixes the card dashboard, it fixes the smart speakers and all the complex stuff that you don't have the money to build into your own app. And as one of my clients, perhaps you should talk to the folks at Radio Player Worldwide for a good one. So perhaps this apparent legal threat is the wake-up call that we in the radio industry needed. We own our transmitters, which deliver the vast majority of our audience, so we should own as much of our future distribution network as we can. And relying on a venture capital-funded dot-com company as our main internet distribution mechanism, well, that was never a good plan, and potential court action means it's even less of a good idea than it ever was. You can get my weekly Radio Trends newsletter at james.crit.land and daily podcast news at podnews.net. There's a dog barking. And until next time, keep listening. Thanks, dog.